Welcome to the What If Podcast, where we rewrite sports past, present, and future. We're your hosts, Eddie, Jeet, Cameron, and Michael. Four lifelong friends, each with a unique perspective on sports. And find out, what if Barry Sanders didn't retire so early? going on everybody we are back here with another episode we only got a couple left in all the ones that we recorded over the past year so um, we're kind of at the end of the line here probably going to start up another recording session uh here in the near future with a a new season of content but uh first we want to jump into a little talk about barry sanders um kind of talking about you know his career ended probably a little bit sooner than what people would have wanted to see one of the greatest running backs of all time. And you just kind of wonder, you know, what if he stuck around a little bit longer and what that would mean for his legacy and legacy of the Lions maybe and the NFL. But first, before we jump into that, we are missing one of our members, Eddie. He is currently somewhere in Europe. I don't exactly know where, but we miss you, Eddie. But uh, we just want to talk about some upcoming stuff coming up. It's, you know, holiday season. So a lot of releases of movies and games and shows and all sorts of different stuff. So we wanted to get an idea of what we were interested in at the moment. So, Michael, you want to kick us off? What are you uh, looking forward to, my man? Yeah, thank you, Cameron. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, This may have, you know, been something that, you as a consumer of our awesome podcast may have picked up on, but I'm really into comics. I think, you know, we all kind of share that sentiment for the most part as a group and DC fandom, you know, happened a couple of weeks ago. So lots of new content with all comic book stuff for DC, which I do preference DC over Marvel controversial opinion uh, from, you know, the whole DC thing. I'm really excited about the suicide squad kills or versus the justice league video game i don't know when it's coming out. i think it's 2022 if i'm not mistaken but another trailer of gameplay just dropped and like all these characters that we've seen in the movies and like different adaptions but like a multiplayer co-op game on the new generation and then like getting some injustice vibes where something's going on with the justice league and you have to take them down something about that's just very appealing and also playing as like anti-heroes or villains straight up so It'll be really interesting. I'm diving back more into video games. So definitely the Suicide Squad versus the Justice League comes to mind as a go-to. That sounds awesome. Like all the new characters that they have brought in with the latest Suicide Squad movie and hopefully in the universe and stuff, they come out with some cool characters. I haven't seen that, uh, all that you told me to watch it, but I don't know what all they're coming out with. Sounds cool. What about you, Jeet? Yeah, definitely some good stuff with that coming out. I think we all are looking forward to the new Batman, Robert Pattinson as well. Batman is the man, you know? Uh, <laughs> so looking forward to that. Away from the DC stuff, I loved this video game growing up called Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. 
and recently they announced that they're remaking that game for the new editions like the new ps5 and new xbox so i am super hyped for that i have no idea when it's coming out probably not for a while but is it a remake or is it a new game it's a remake of the original oh so they like remastered so, it. yeah but they said they're going to change some things um i don't know what but man i love that game so much and now it's like getting it back again i feel like it's going to bring back a lot of nostalgia so yeah i'm pretty amped for that nice yeah um i'll keep it on video games for a second because i know the new call of duty is coming out and i'm not necessarily excited about the new call of duty but i play a lot of Warzone which integrates all the Call of Duty stuff together. And so with the new game coming out, they are adding a completely new map to Warzone and obviously integrating all the guns and everything from the new game called Vanguard. And they're adding an anti-cheat, apparently. So there's like a huge cheating issue in Call of Duty at the moment. So having that as well. So just like being a new map, new guns, it's going to feel like a completely new game and you're going to have to like relearn everything. So really excited about that. But like movie wise, I'm going to go opposite of DC with the new Marvel movies. And the Eternals, I don't know much about, but I trust Marvel in that it'll probably be really cool. But also the new Spider-Man's coming out here in the near future. So I'm super pumped about that. But other than that, just going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of football, other sports, you know, watching. So Blues Hockey is undefeated at this moment of recording on October 27th. That's pretty cool. But yeah. Anything else you guys want to add? Anything you excited for? I think there's just so much coming out, uh, especially in the comic realm. You know, like, it's really exciting. I know on TV side for Marvel, like the Hawkeye show on Disney Plus, like, there's something about that. Like, he never really was flushed out too well in the movies. So I'm excited to see him in a more expanded character arc. Those shows have been really good. And Hawkeye is one of my favorite characters there too. So I'm excited to see what they do with him. 100%. Looking forward to that. It has a Christmas theme. That'll be fun. Lots of stuff uh, on my radar for the coming months. That's for sure. Oh, you know what I saw was coming out here soon? A Buzz Lightyear movie with Chris Evans by Pixar looks incredible. Like the greatest animation I've ever seen. And also a second season of Tiger King. Have you guys seen that show? Do you remember that show? I watched half of the first season. I cannot take it anymore. You guys suck. It looks (laughs) insane, by the way. It it is out of control. It is not going to end well in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, none of us are going to enjoy watching it, but we're all going to watch it, and it's going to be a good time. But. If there's anything I associate with like the beginning of the pandemic, I mean, there are a few things, of course, but like Tiger King media wise is probably the one that really sticks yep. to mind. Yeah. It's like in the trailer too, they're talking about how like they just have so much money now because of all the publicity they got from that show and like a lot of investigations going on with certain stuff going on and it's crazy. Dang. Dang. That's good stuff. Yeah, I feel like we're coming out of all the, like, everything paused for the pandemic, and now it's restarting. Like, this is when everything is starting to kick back up. So it's exciting, exciting stuff going on. Sure. 
All right. Well, we will wrap this up and head on to the episode. Go enjoy it. Give us a rating. Say hi to Eddie. He's overseas. And um, see you out there. So I wanted to dive into what if Barry Sanders didn't retire at the end of his 10th year in the NFL. So if you're not familiar with Barry Sanders, I'll give you a little quick background. So he was drafted third overall. He's a running back out of Oklahoma State by the Detroit Lions in 1989. And he played for 10 years all for the Detroit Lions. In his career, he rushed for over 1,500 yards in a season five times. So that is the most all time. That stat was in 2012. I was reading an article from 2012, so I don't know if that's still the most of all time, but it's still a lot considering it was five of 10 seasons. He averaged 99.8 yards per game in his career, which is second all time. The best season he ever rushed for was 2053 yards, which is fourth all time. It's about 50 yards short of Eric Dickerson's record. And so his career rushing yards is 15,269 yards which is fourth all-time. Emmett Smith is about 3,000 yards in front of him, and he is the all-time rushing leader. And then he also had 99 rushing touchdowns, which is 10th all-time. So one of the all-time greats, a lot of people consider him to be the best running back ever, but obviously he only played 10 years into his 30s, or I think he was 30 or 31, which is very early for NFL player, I would say, of his caliber. Usually they go like 37, 38-ish. So he ended up retiring in 1999. It was after his 10th season. He rushed for just under 1,500 yards. The season before that, so his second to last season, was actually the one that he ran for over 2,000 yards. So he was definitely still at the top of his game. And so kind of the reason why he said he ended up leaving was that he said he kind of lost the love of the game a little bit. He went back to talking about it a little bit later, and he kind of expanded on that saying that the Lions really weren't, they'd shown themselves as not being a franchise as uh, providing enough talent around him to put together a winning team, essentially. And so that kind of discouraged him from continuing to play as well. Something very similar to what we saw with Calvin Johnson in the very same franchise. Calvin Johnson had a little bit more injury troubles, actually a lot more injury troubles than uh, Barry Sanders did. But very similar in retiring at age 30, putting together just monster seasons one after another, retiring way earlier than what we wish he would have retired. So he, he only made the playoffs five times. His team only had double-digit wins in three of those seasons, and he won only one playoff game. And so it's been said that he basically was carrying these teams to the playoffs and all these wins and everything. So that lack of surrounding talent, I think, really discouraged him. Kind of something funny also, he didn't retire after the 1998 season. Right before training camp, he actually faxed his announcement to a reporter. So that's kind of like a famous like Michigan thing that happened that he just faxed his announcement to somebody. That's a little bit behind his retirement. So this is very short. If you know Barry Sanders, he obviously is one of the greatest of all time. I know that we didn't get the chance to really watch him play. I wish I could have. But I wanted to pose the question to you. 
because this is someone that's considered one of the best of all time. And so I wondered if he plays, say, five more seasons. So Emmett Smith, he played 15 years or around there. And he's the all-time rushing leader, considered one of the best of all time. Maybe not the best, but obviously being the rushing leader, you have to consider him. So if Barry Sanders plays 15 years, would he be considered the outright greatest running back of all time? Maybe one of the best NFL players of all time, even though he's in the conversation now. Expanding on that, you know, does he have a chance of winning a Super Bowl? Either, as we've seen in history, the Lions probably don't surround him with talent, especially as he gets later into his career. So maybe he goes to a contending team. What are you guys' thoughts were on Barry Sanders? And we can dive into that. Gee, as a as a member of Michigan now, what are the feelings towards this question? My feelings are such that to answer question number one, he would be the greatest running back of all time. That's my claim. To answer question number two, no, I don't think he would win a Super Bowl. And to answer question number three, no, I don't think he stays on the Lions. I think. I don't know much about Bernie, San- no, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> uh, Barry Sanders. But I just like, I feel like he's a legend, you know, like we all know the name, even if we may not have seen him play. So I feel like he seems like kind of like Calvin Johnson, where he kind of cut it off too early and he could have gone a little longer but he just lost his love for the game, like you said. So I'm interested in, like, is there any way to prevent that? Like, would he have still lost his love for the game if he had been on a better team? And how much of it was his personality? Like, was he just not a super competitive guy for that long? I don't know. But I think in terms of talents, from what you've shown me, I'm convinced that he would be probably the best running back of all time. Did he have any uh, like major injuries throughout his career or was he like pretty healthy up until his retirement? No, he, I mean, he ran for over a thousand yards every single season that he played. So I don't know. He might've gotten nicked up here and there, but if I'm just looking at the stats, I mean, he made it through all those seasons enough to put together a thousand yard seasons. So I can't imagine that he anything that had anything that serious. I didn't read anything talking about his injuries at all, really, but. Hmm. With that being the case, I guess he would be the best running back. So you said Emmett Smith number one in total yards, I think it was, Cameron. Yeah. Got you. I mean, I just look at the average yards per game in his career, which less amount of games per in his total career because he only played what 10 seasons. Mm-hmm. But the fact that second all time, that leads me to believe like if he had another year or two or three he would have been able to make up the difference between him and Emmett Smith, which, like you said, it was just over 3,000 yards, and then build off of that. No injuries, really, that would have prevented him to succeed. You know, 31, 32, 33. Yeah, those are my thoughts at the moment. Yeah, reading up on it, too, they're saying, like, his offensive line throughout those years was terrible. Like, the guys that were around him, if I named them off to you, you'd have no idea who they were you know, that type of thing. Like he single-handedly did this himself pretty much from what I understand. 
you can only imagine if he got put on like a real team, <laughs> like what he could have done. Like imagine him behind the Dallas Cowboys offensive line of the nineties. Like he wouldn't have been touched for 10 yards and then some every single play. I'm not addressing the questions just yet and what I'm about to say, but I just admire people who kind of retire in their prime. There was a quote that somebody said, but I think it was from like the last dance or Michael Jordan was talking about how he had talked to a player and a player was like, I think it was maybe Patrick Ewing. I think he was, he might've been talking about Patrick Ewing and how Patrick Ewing had said that when I retire, I want to make sure that I can't move anymore or something like that, something to that effect. And then Michael Jordan was like, no, when I retire, I want to leave that impression that I can actually still do stuff. I don't want to leave that impression that, that I, I, I can't physically be able to, to do this. So that's like when you're talking about Barry Sanders, that's kind of what reminded me of Barry Sanders and how he stepped away from the game when he was still you know, based off of the stats, he was still physically able to play the game. So I just have an admiration for people who do that. And also an admiration for people who kind of retire quietly, retire when, when people least expect it. Like Tim Duncan, although people expected Tim Duncan to retire because he was like 39, 40, he did it in a quiet manner and like holding a press conference in his house in the Virgin Islands or something like that. You know, it was pretty low key. To answer your questions, if he played five more years, and if you take into effect that he still had a love for the game, yeah, I think he would have been the, the best running back of all time. And does he win a Super Bowl? I don't know what it was like back then in this era of the NFL for like people to kind of ring chase, because you, you kind of see that in, in the NFL nowadays with players, you know, going to teams that are Super Bowl contenders. So I don't know if that was a thing then. But if he did make a move to a team that was like a title-winning team, yeah, I think he would have won a Super Bowl. Does he stay on the Lions or move to a contender? Yeah, he would have definitely moved to a contender. That's what I, I believe. If it wasn't the norm, I would like to think that he would have been that person to start that wave of like you know what I want a ring let me go to a place where I can find a ring yeah if I remember right he's he's a pretty humble guy mm. you know like I remember I watched I used to watch the NFL Network with my dad growing up they used to do a top 10 and so one of the top 10s they would do was like end zone celebrations right and so the number one end zone celebration was always Barry Sanders the reason they put him number one was because because they have like Terrell Owens on there and like Chad Johnson, like they always doing like goofy stuff. Right. So what they did was Barry Sanders would always, when he scored a touchdown, he'd run the ball over to the ref and hand it to him. And they were like, Oh, just like the class, you know, he's not flashy or anything, you know, stuff like that. So like, I don't think he was a type of person that would like, you know, really force his way out and cause a lot of drama. So, like, I kind of question, the more I read, the more I understand, like, he was just tired of the Lions, but he didn't want to leave. Like, that was his home for the past 10 years. 
that was just it, I guess. But you bring up a good point, Eddie, and I want to expand on that and say if he plays five more years and say he doesn't have the same type of impact, does that change his legacy? Because it's true. The reason why you think about Barry Sanders in the way that you do is because you saw the 10 best seasons that he gave us, right? Like right now we have like Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson are the two that come to mind for me. And those guys are climbing the ranks of touchdowns and and yards and everything like that into the top 10 and closing in on the top five and everything. But like, you know, they're not putting together like amazing seasons. You know, they're putting together okay seasons. Like Frank Gore's like running for like 50 yards a game, but he's like 38 or something crazy. So like he's still in the league, but like now you kind of remember of him as like this old dude who like doesn't do much and he plays for the Jets. And Adrian Peterson's been on like eight teams now, but like he's still a beast, you know? So it's like, I don't know. He might have made the right decision because we're sitting here still thinking he's potentially number one running back. Mm. And we remember how good he is. We didn't see him when he was old. So, Eddie, do you think if he plays for those years and it doesn't work, does that taint his legacy a little bit? Like, does that change your mind about how good he is? Yeah, definitely. It would definitely taint the image that I have of him. Yeah, if he plays those five years and he doesn't produce, like if he has the kind of career that Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore are having where they're kind of like on the decline, yeah, it would definitely change my perception. That's a really good question. You can go, it's like a bit of a spectrum. It's, you know, on one end, you could retire after 10 years be considered the absolute greatest in the game, like your yards per game, second in history and stuff like that. But let's say you play six more years, but would that legacy be tainted if he adds a Super Bowl ring or maybe even two? But instead of that 99.8 yards per game, it's, you know, 60 and, you know, he doesn't do much in the Super Bowl, but he still provides something to it. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's so tough because, you know, longevity should speak for itself too. But it sounds like what we prioritize is the top of your game and like where you leave off at that point versus if you're able to play 17 seasons, that's great, but we don't prioritize that as much as like a fan. But in his eyes, I feel like it'd be the opposite. If he gets a Super Bowl ring, I think he would have said, I'm 100% great with my decision. Like, I'm really happy with my choice doing that, playing longer, getting that at least one ring, you know, versus retiring at the very top. Yeah, I kind of think about, like, Peyton Manning, too. Obviously, I love Peyton Manning, one of my favorite all-time football players. But, like, that last year when he played, he wasn't very good at all. And he did not win that Super Bowl. The defense won that Super Bowl. (laughs) You know, like, Peyton Manning would get him to, like, the 35, and then the kicker would hit a field goal, right? Like, they didn't need Peyton Manning on that team to be like a really good Peyton Manning. He was like, you could definitely tell that was the end of Peyton Manning's career, right? When you think about the overarching Peyton Manning career, obviously there's all those like really good moments. And then he's like, that one year he won the Super Bowl. Like, did he really win that Super Bowl? Or was that just, you know, for him, he wanted to win another Super Bowl. Now on paper, we see that he's won two now or three, two. So, yeah, Peyton Manning's now won two, but, like, he really didn't win that second one in my eyes. Like, 
there's a lot of quarterbacks that probably could have won that Super Bowl with that defense that year. So you could have this conversation about a hundred different guys that could have probably played more. You know, we talked about Andrew Luck in a previous talk, you know, like Patrick Willis for the 49ers, Calvin Johnson, you know, like Luke Keekley. All these guys, like, they retire so early, and you want them to see – you want to see them play for so long because they're so good, but does that taint their legacy by playing a little bit longer? I agree with that. That actually changed my perspective on it a little bit. Now I think the fact that he retired while he still had something to give adds a little air of mystery to him that kind of enhances his legacy because it's like there's always that possibility that he could have gotten better in his last few years. Whereas if we had said that for Adrian Peterson or Frank Gore, we know that's not true. So it's like, yeah, he has that mystique around him because he chose to retire then. So I think that's kind of cool. I agree, G. Imagine like if LeBron retired now. People might be like, yo, he, he could be better than Michael Jordan. Because of that like mystery that Jeet was talking about. Like he he, he could have been better than Michael Jordan. He he might have surpassed Kareem on the all-time scoring. People might be thinking that way. Definitely agree with that, Eddie. But then like you see like Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and they're playing in their 40s, and they're still putting up amazing numbers and like on really good teams. Like, so you take that side of it too. Like Tom Brady's like, what, like 43 or something like that? And like he's thrown for 350 and four touchdowns still. It's not every game like it used to be, but that's like the back, the other side of the what if. It's just like Barry Sanders could have been pounding out just like 1,500-yard seasons left and right. Like, I mean, he could take over the all-time rushing leading list by 2,000 yards, you know? Like it'd be untouchable. He was so good. Yeah, it's really interesting, like, for each player, because I think it's a lot different for different sports and different positions within that sport. Like, where is someone's cliff? You know, Brady, 42, 43, Breeze, same age. It's kind of fun seeing their touchdowns. Like, in history, the most touchdowns go back and forth. But I think with running backs, there's a little more, you know, you're not going to be able to go until age 38, 39 and have Tom Brady-esque levels for your position. I'm curious to see what he thinks. I feel like Sanders, he would be okay with his decision and he would not have changed it how many years later, right? But I'm just curious. I feel like he still could have gotten so many more years of really solid production, not even like really at the cliff, but I think he seemed pretty far away from it still. And then he still retired. Just thinking about Detroit, like it makes me sad. Like if I was a Lions fan, that would be kind of brutal. Like you have this incredible player, you get double digit wins twice in this guy's span of his career. He retires because like, I just lost a loving game. And the only team I played with was the Detroit Lions. Like if I was ownership, I would place the blame on his retirement on me. Like that would be where I place the blame. The fact they couldn't get a winner, they won one playoff game. And even Detroit these days, like, they haven't really been that great all things considered it's upsetting yeah like i said you could argue this about so many eddie you brought up lebron james lebron was on the opposite end of that spectrum being like 
yo, the Cavs aren't going to put anything together. I'm going to go somewhere else. And he's done it twice now. Right. And, you know, obviously that worked for him because he's won three championships with those other teams. So I think it's different for every situation, but still, you just, you got to wonder, man, like imagine him on just a, a capable team, capable franchise, one that really takes care of him. Being a Lions fan would not be great. Yeah. You could probably put that down for like every Browns quarterback ever. <laughs> like if Patrick Mahomes got drafted by the Browns, do you think he'd be Patrick Mahomes today? There's a what if right there. Cameron, do you think he would have gone to a specific team? Uh, if he left Detroit, because you probably know better than all three of us combined what the NFL landscape would have been. Do you think there was a team that he could have gone to where that could have been a pretty oh, good time? The year that he retired, that was the year the Rams won the Super Bowl. So I don't know if there's a team that he goes to that makes a big difference. I, I don't really know much about like who the best running backs were in that age. I know like you had like Eddie George with the Titans and Marshall Flock obviously with the Rams, Terrell Davis. Can't think of that many, but Warwick Dunn. Yeah, Warwick Dunn. Whoa. <laughs> Poor Dylan. What if we went to the Packers with Brett Favre there? Divisional rival. They had a – oh, who did they have up there? But I didn't dive that deep into it to see if there was, like, a team that he could have gone to. But, like I said, I don't know if he was the type of person that really would have wanted to, like, ring chase. I think he would have wanted to do it in this, you know, the city or the, the team that drafted him and everything. But who knows if someone reached out and gave the right package for him. Would have had a shot, but who knows, like, what type of team wants to take a shot at, like, an aging running back? Because, I mean, you're seeing it right now with Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell. Like, these guys signed like, these monster contracts, and then a year later, they're all injured, and then they get released. Like, they can't even trade anybody for them, right? So, like, I don't know if that's the same back in 1999, that idea, but running backs today are pretty replaceable in the eyes of a lot of the GMs and everything. So who knows if someone wants to take a shot on a 31-year-old running back. And all the teams that do take shots on those running backs are not very good, typically. Yeah, it's a tough position to be in, literally, as a running back in the NFL. I feel like there would have been a little more, not grace, but like, yeah, we'll stick with you because of who you are and your legacy compared to like what today is feel like you could have one year, 1,500 yards. The next year, you'll have, like, an injury, you're cut. Yeah. That's wild. I don't think it would have been like that back then. But, I mean, running back, probably a pretty replaceable position overall, even back then, too. Gee, living up in Michigan, do people talk about Barry Sanders like he's, like, a god? I don't know. I don't talk to many Lions fans, so I'm not too sure. But... Yeah, I would bet that they do. He's probably one of the best players ever to play for the Lions. Yeah, I'd be so mad, I think, as a fan, like you were saying earlier, Michael, like, we got this dude, like, let's do something. This is great. Yeah. I don't think the comparison is, like, legit here, but I saw a recent YouTube video with uh, Calvin Johnson. And he had, it was actually, I think, with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, ironically. And they asked him, like, yeah, man, would you have wished to be somewhere else other than Detroit or 
they're playing the Packers and then he went to the sideline and Aaron Rodgers was there. He's like, Hey man, come over to green Bay. Let's play. And he's like, Oh man, I wish I could. I'm like, man, that's kind of a dig at Matt Stafford, but I don't think his retirement had to do with Detroit more so than like the NFL in general and injuries, but who knows, maybe Detroit just played a role in it too. He, they weren't a winner for the most part. I guess any Detroit Lions player who's really good, just go to the Packers. That's what I'm saying. Let's get out of there. I think that's a kind of cool story. Someone retiring at the top of their game. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. Especially when there's no like farewell tour. Like Paul Pierce. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that dude retired like five years earlier. <laughs> On the ESPN, what's the jump? That it's like all they do is talk about him sitting on the bench for like the last two years of his career. <laughs> oh, uh, oh man, good topic, Cameron. Yeah, I, I feel like they're easy pickings, but it's funny to go through each case and just see because like, there's always something little, a little bit different that goes into him. Like this one was like, he might still be the number one running back, but he could have been like way the number one running back if he would have stuck around but he might not have he might have gotten hurt or something thanks for listening to the what if podcast don't forget to subscribe stay tuned as we continue to reimagine the world of sports I don't know much about Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> uh, Barry Sanders. I guess any Detroit Lions player who's really good, just go to the Packers. That's what I'm saying. Especially when there's no like farewell tour, like Paul Pierce. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. <laughs> that dude retired like five years earlier. <laughs>